It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hi, race fans. I hope y'all are having another wonderful week in the world of racing. As always, I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and this is Alfie, setting high atop his pit box. And, of course, you're tuned in to Southern Race Week, where if you love anything that goes real fast, especially if it's got four wheels. We love to talk about it every week here on the show. We're just coming off of Atlanta Motor Speedway race weekend, and boy, what a racing action it was. It was great to watch both the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, and the Cup Series. And um, But, you know, Atlanta's done. We're getting ready to head off to Bristol, and we're going to be talking more about Atlanta's future for July. But, Today on Southern Race Week, Alfie, you've lined us up another jam-packed show. Thanks to Food Depot grocery stores, who do we have? Who do we have? Of course, we'll talk about the world of short track. We'll get the latest in short track news from the one and only Ted Alstead. And also next week, we've got some Bandolero and Legend cars racing going on Atlanta Motor Speedway. So we're going to speak with uh, Ken Reagan who is the main man in charge over there at Atlanta Motor Speedway with the Bandoleros and the Legends program. And also, William, we're going to be speaking with NHRA's Vice President of Track Management and Operations, Casey Kohler, as we're going to be talking about NHRA returning to the Atlanta Dragway for their 40th anniversary. How about that, William? 40 years of NHRA wow. and Atlanta Dragway. But unfortunately, this will be the last year what? Feature, yes, right. This will be the last what? year the HRA racing will be held at the historic Atlanta Dragway. And Casey will uh, give us and break down the details of how they decided not to come back to Atlanta Dragway further on after this season. We'll talk about the 40-year history of the event. And also, we'll talk a little bit about the NHRA and everything that is going on presently. So uh, that's going to be our program for this week, WB on the Southern Race Week Radio Network, along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast, sir. Well, if y'all are just joining us now, don't forget that we're on your favorite radio station across the far-flung Southern Race Week Network, but you can find us anytime on your favorite podcast location every Monday. If you like, subscribe to the podcast. You'll be updated because Alfie updates it and uh, posts up the new one. Whether you're an iTunes person or you're a Spotify or you're, um, you know, an iHeartRadio type guy like me. I, well, I'm all of the above. But uh, Or you're SoundCloud. You can go on to our podcast and hear not only this week's show, in case you miss any of it, but you can hear shows from the past where we've interviewed everyone, including some of the most famous people in NASCAR, NHRA, drag racing. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the Pro-Late model from Hueytown, Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Southern Race Week Radio right here on your favorite radio station and podcast location. As always, we're so thankful that you took time to tune in and turn it up. One of the, uh, one of the guys that I have uh, been friends with for a long time, and uh, I don't want to date myself, but I do want to give the man his due. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Food Depot Hotline, NASCAR legend, Ken Reagan from Atlanta Motor Speedway's Legends Program. Ken, welcome to the show, sir. 
Hey, thank you, William. Um, we're glad to be on any time, and I uh, always look forward to you guys uh, giving us a call. Ken Reagan, uh, for those of you who don't know, y'all have heard me uh, mention uh, a couple times throughout the the years of uh, doing Southern Race Week Radio, Ken was instrumental in uh, helping me, nudging me, pushing me into TV broadcast world of races at Atlanta Motor Speedway when the Legends program started. And Ken, boy, we used to have some fun back then, did we not? Yeah, we really did. And I tell you, you get a lot of credit because that TV exposure um, for some of our young and upcoming drivers, you know, really helped them out. Uh, between what they got here and up at uh, Charlotte during the summer shootout with uh, with the Speed Channel, you know, um, broadcasting Legends races, it really, it really gave us a big boost. And uh, we're very thankful for it, even though it was a few years ago. Hey, we'd like to see that happen again. Hey, well, uh, unfortunately, I've got too fat for uh, TV, and uh, (laughs) I'm sticking in the radio world. But listen, Ken, the program at Atlanta Motor Speedway, like you said, has seen so many developing drivers come through there that the list just keeps going and growing and growing. And and I know that that's got to be something that that makes you – proud to see these these young people um doing something that that's getting them you know they're they're not in the street they're not doing something crazy they're they're enjoying a great sport and it seems like every time i turn on every time i look on instagram another friend of mine or another uh, associate of mine is done bought their son or their daughter a bandolero or something like that so it's great to see that the it's great to see that the Legends program at Atlanta Motor Speedway is still going and growing, man. Yeah, we're very thankful for that. Certainly, uh, Ed Clark opened the door for us when he he allowed us to put this program in place back in the late nineties, uh, ninety seven. And uh, I noticed this past week one of the trivia questions from Atlanta Motor Speedway it had a list of drivers. And it said, which one of these drivers did not grow up racing Legends cars at Atlanta Motor Speedway? It used to be, can you pick the one driver that did grow up racing Legends cars? Now (laughs) they put a list out there and it's which one did not grow up down here racing Legends cars. But there's so many of them that came through this program. Um, You know, current drivers today, you know, like William Byron and Chase Elliott and Joey Logano, all those kids that. Or, or seem to be up at the top. And even in the Xfinity and Truck Series, you know, with Grant Enfinger and Austin Hill, we, we just tickle to death. Uh, Mason Massey in the Xfinity program, uh, we just yeah. tickle to death with, with all these local kids that have come through the program down here to be representing us so well out in the in, in the top series of uh, – motorsports now if y'all just join us here on this edition of southern race week now don't forget on your favorite podcast location iHeartRadio radio app of course on itunes spotify and soundcloud um we've got ken reagan on the old food depot hotline here and talking about the legends program coming up on april the 3rd uh you've got a great event coming up at atlanta motor speedway with the furious five rounds uh and uh it looks like it's gonna be a jam-packed day of uh competitor racing and uh and and come give uh give give the drivers a chance to 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 get ready for a a full full 2021 season of racing at atlanta motor speedway and uh you've got to be happy about that program is that going to be something that's going to be open to the public 
Well, we don't open the grandstands for that series, okay. uh, but anybody can buy, go through credentials outside and, and get a, uh, a pit pass and come into the garage. And we certainly have viewing areas and grandstands up on pit road where you can get a good view of what's going on. Awesome. And that's actually going to be a double feature day. Uh, that's round five and round six of the uh, Furious Five series. Um, that that uh, round six will be our championship round. So we run the first set of features, and we turn around and run a second set of features. And it all takes place. We open the gates early. We start practice at 10, and we're normally uh, through with practice and qualifying and end our feature races by 1 o'clock. And by mid-afternoon, 3.30 or so, uh, we're, we're kind of, bringing the curtain down so anybody wants to come out and join in that's fine and and then we take a little break from atlanta we go to cordial for a few weekends of racing but we come back on june the third and start our thursday thunder program right um and that's the big series for atlanta motor speedway every year we will uh hopefully get to open the grandstands and put some people back in the stands you know for our thursday thunder program that's what we're we're hoping for. Well, listen, Ken, uh, we want to thank you for being on the program, but I couldn't, I couldn't let you go without, uh, us talking quickly about the, the wonderful news that there is more legends programming and more racing coming back to a historical track that I have loved, uh, for many years. In fact, I rates, I got lured into a school bus race there one time at Lanier, yeah. <laughs> Lanier. Tell me, tell me how great that is to have that track be, be involved in some great, uh, racing programs for this year. Hey, hey that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. And we're getting a lot of buzz about that going back to Lanier for four races in the month of July. Have you still got that school bus? Is it out in your backyard somewhere? No, uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> I was red flagged, black flagged, and uh, pretty much banned from school bus racing anymore after that. Oh, uh, oh boy, over there is running uh, uh, Montgomery Motor Speedway. Stan Nairson got me got me into one of them things. I showed up to do some TV coverage, and he said, "Hey, man, we're we're one driver short for our school bus race." Can you, would you like to do it? And I said, sure. The only thing I didn't know was the other three drivers were road instructor drivers and defensive driver trainers for the Georgia State Patrol <laughs> and everything else on key on pit maneuvers. And so if, if it was out there to hit, the only thing I didn't hit that night was the pace car. <laughs> so. Well, we're, we're putting together that program now, uh, uh, Mays Massey, uh, Mason's dad and, yep. and, uh, the promoter down at West Georgia this, this year. He's going to be the promoter of that event mm -hmm. along with Doug Stevens. And yep. certainly he's a key when it comes to, to, you know, putting on a legends program and I'm involved with them. So we're putting that program together, but it's going to be excellent. It's going to draw a lot of cars, uh, have some excellent racing. We will have the grandstands and the hillside parking open. Um, everybody's really getting excited about it. And, and one of those events that'll probably be the last one, the last weekend in, uh, uh in July, uh, we'll announce this when the schedule comes out. Um, it'll be a legends night for legends car racing and certainly Stan Nairson. We hope he'll come back. Stan was a big part of, uh, racing, uh, us, us having success with racing legends cars at Lanier. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring a lot of our veteran drivers back and, 
and the kids that uh, grew up down here over the years, you know, racing legends up at Lanier. We hope we'll have them all back one night. We'll certainly uh, promote that and put a good crowd in the stands to watch not only the events, but to come down and get some personal autographs and uh, storylines from some of the, the, the drivers that have come through our program. I even spoke to Jonathan Davenport last week. Wow. And, you know, Jonathan won a big event this past weekend up at Bristol. And I told Jonathan about that event. And he hopes that he'll have an opening on his calendar where he can come out that night. So it'll be a lot of fun to have, uh, you know, some of those uh, the, the drivers that have moved on and, yeah. and and represented us so well to come back and visit with us at Lanier. So, Well, listen, Ken, we sure do appreciate it, brother. If y'all like more information about the Legends program, you can go to Atlanta Motor Speedway's website. Uh, Ken, is there another another location, uh, social, or anything else we need to point people to? Yeah, well, the Legends of Georgia has a website. And, of there course, U.S. Legends cars up in Charlotte, the home base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're certainly welcome to call on us uh, out here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We're in the infield, and we've got a lot to show and tell. And, and uh, we, we welcome anybody. Um, you know, at any time, just give us a call. We'll, we'll certainly take care of you. Hey, everyone. It's Jeb Burton, driver number 10, Nutrinex, Lucian's Chevrolet, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. We're back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We're continuing with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And as we continue on with this week's edition, it's time now to shift our attention and take a look at what's going on in the world of short track. And when we do that, we head on over to Atlanta Motor Speedway and join the busiest man in motorsports. He does it all there at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, coming off a race weekend, which is just the start of all the events that got going on there at Atlanta Motor Speedway over the next couple of months as we lead into another NASCAR race in July. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome on to the Food Depot Zoom Live, live from its offices at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Ted! Austin! how are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you doing, man? I know last weekend you had a, a long weekend, a race weekend in town and everything, the NASCAR community. For you guys first, how was it like to welcome fans back to Atlanta Motor Speedway for the race last weekend, buddy? It was it was great to have people back in the house again, so to say. is uh, it, It's what we do. Um, a lot of people look at us as a racetrack. We're an entertainment facility and entertaining people that come through our gates is what we enjoy doing the greatest. And we had an opportunity to do that again uh, here last weekend. And uh, the fans were very receptive. They, they were excited to be back in the stadium as well, just as excited as we were to see them. Uh, so a lot of fun was had and uh, a great momentum getting into uh, our uh, spring events here and uh, great momentum getting into our uh, return of our second race date come in July. So uh, I'm excited that, that the fans were back in the house and it just feels good to be back in that entertainment mode that we enjoy so greatly. Yeah, before we take a look at the short track news, as you mentioned, all the events coming up, you got motocross uh, coming in in April, motoramas coming back as well. So much stuff going on. So for all the details, just go to landamotorspeedway.com. Uh, check the events tab there and check out all the information of what's going on there at the uh, the track. So, uh, so much fun to uh, have uh, NASCAR coming back in July. Definitely looking forward to that. But, uh, Mr. Rostead, you're here to tell us what's going on, the latest in short track news for us. So, why don't you kind of 
Get us up to date there on some of the uh, race results and finishes that you've seen uh, over the last uh, weekend or so, sir. Well, last weekend when we were busy down here in Atlanta is our sister track, part of the Speedway Motorsports family, was busy uh, to the north of us with dirt on uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. And, of course, this weekend here is uh, the NASCAR series on dirt up at Bristol. But his last weekend is a lot of short track drivers were there. And Bristol is a short track. It's a half mile in distance. It's pretty banked, uh, creating some uh, pretty uh, wild speeds for a lot of the super late model drivers, the crate late models, 602 late model sportsman guys, but some good competition up there. Nearly 700 cars competed from all over the nation in a lot of various different divisions. Not only were the late models there, but they had hobby stock cars there. They had the front wheel drive cars. Kelly Carlton and his gang, they do a great job putting on these front wheel drive races around the country. And uh, he was there with his gang and put on a front wheel drive race on, on the high banks of Bristol Motor Speedway and the dirt surfaces there in place right now. So a lot of fun was had. A lot of people came to watch it. Uh, there were some guys that wrecked some cars as the speed uh, absolutely destroyed some race cars up there at Bristol. Um, but there was also some excellent racing. And George's Jonathan Davenport, uh, he was the guy who uh, conquered it all on Saturday night. He came from his 10th place starting spot to pass Kyle Larson near the halfway mark of Saturday night's big feature event. And then he pulled away to pocket the $50,000 payday on Saturday night for the super late models. Larson did end up in uh, second place with uh, the legendary Scott Bloomquist in third. Friday night super late model winner Chris Ferguson out of South Carolina. He ended up in the seventh place overall on Saturday night. There were 50 super late models there competing uh, over the four-day show. And, and uh, Davenport, Superman, uh, who started his career here at Atlanta Motor Speedway in the Legends Car Series back in the late 90s. Uh, flex his muscle again, maybe Jonathan, maybe this is the, the, the kickoff to another big season for the Blairsville, Georgia driver. Georgia's uh, Cass Fowler, fast Cass out of Ackworth, Georgia, was the winner of the 602 late model sportsman. The 602, nothing more than a part number. doesn't mean horsepower or anything like that for those that are listening that are not familiar with the crate engines. It's nothing more than a GM performance crate, uh, late, or a crate engine uh, part number. Uh, but it's a little bit of the lesser uh, expensive motors that GM Performance offers. It's an all-steel motor, and it's great for a beginning driver um, or, or, or if you want to build a car that's a little bit lesser expensive than a super late model or, or some of the other cars that are available. The sportsman division, Cass Fowler picked up the, the, the victory there. In fact, he led every single lap. He led all the whole way, finishing over uh, five seconds ahead of his nearest rival, which was Dustin Dime, another Georgia driver uh, who regularly competes down at Cochrane Motor Speedway. Austin Dillon held off a late race uh, rally by Ross White to win the Crate Late Model Special at Bristol, and that's the 604. Again, a little bit more horsepower for the 604. Uh, that's a, a part number as well. Uh, crate Late Models, it's just another engine that GM Performance allows to kind of help short track racing continue to develop drivers and, and find a place for them to run. And like I said, uh, Alfie is is uh, nearly 700 competitors. Uh, they were they were all over the place. They had them out in campgrounds. They had them on the infield. Uh, we had a couple of guys that even circumvented the uh, security and, and got to the inside and had to have their toes their their cars towed out of the place and stuff. Um, I I definitely uh, admire everybody up at Bristol for keeping their thumb on everybody up there for the for the whole weekend. 
So you think this is going to be a new tradition? Is going to be an ongoing thing? Do you think, or, or with the success that these guys have had, or, or what do you think about this? It might start a tradition. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of money to invest into it. It could be a really, really cool event. Well, Ted Austin, live from the Atlanta Speedway, delivering us the, the latest in the short track news. As always, my friend, appreciate you taking the time, and we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Sounds good, Alfie. Take care. Hi, this is Justin Ashley, 2020 NHRA Rookie of the Year, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue in this uh, brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the, the uh, Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available on every platform available for you. So you can go there, download and check it out and tune in. But uh, we continue with this brand new week's edition with a special guest here on the Food Depot Zoom line as uh, NHRA will be returning to the Atlanta Dragway coming up the weekend of April 30th through May 2nd. And I am joined here this week on Southern Race Week Radio by the NHRA Vice President of Track Management and Operations. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Casey Collar! Alfred, I've dreamt about that moment many times, typically thinking that I'm going to be running out onto a, a packed stadium or a racetrack. So thank you for, for, for fulfilling one of my, my, my childhood dreams. <laughs> Well, Mr. Cole, we make dreams come true here on uh, Southern Research Radio. So we, you, so we were here to aim and we aim the pleads because we got a lot to talk about here. NHRA, you guys just kicked off the season uh, at the Gator Nationals. And in just about a month from now, you'll be returning to Atlanta Dragway for the Southern Nationals here for the NHRA event, the 40th anniversary. And uh, for a lot of fans uh, last year, thinking about last year with the whole COVID situation and what went down, we did not have – uh, NHRA event at Atlanta Dragway last year, but now we're ready to go. We've got a, a great weekend coming up here in about a month in Commerce, Georgia. So uh, tell the listeners out there a little bit what they can uh, anticipate and look forward to if they've never been to an a NHRA event at uh, the historic Atlanta Dragway. No, absolutely. And as we think about Atlanta Dragway and the Southern Nationals, right, we, 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 we're, we're closing in on the 40th last year. And obviously when everything kind of the world changed in, in March last year, we knew that we weren't going to be able to fulfill uh, our 40th Southern Nationals out at Atlanta Dragway. And we thought, boy, there might be a window in the fall. And unfortunately, just as things continue to evolve, thought that it was probably best that we at least put a pin in it and come back here in 2021. So we're really excited. We did move it back a little bit kind of to our traditional date, which happens to be right around the first weekend in May there, May 1st and 2nd. Um, the, the neat thing about this event, obviously 40 years, we've got a lot of memories that have been made at this facility from a professional perspective all the way down to our sportsmen. We, we reground the track a couple of years ago, so performance has only improved and increased as it relates to our top fuel dragsters and funny cars. You know, those cars that are 10,000 horsepower going over 330 miles an hour over just in a thousand feet. Um, but the neat thing about our event and why we love coming to Atlanta, one of the most passionate fan bases that we have out there is every ticket to pit pass. So you, sometimes you're familiar with going to, to other forms of racing where it's, boy, I really would like to get up close. I want to get in the pits. I want to see the cars, the drivers up close and personal. With the NHRA, every ticket gets you right into the garage area, uh, right up close to those, those, those cars that are on property, uh, allows you to meet your favorite drivers up close and personal. So 
Uh, we're very fortunate that we're able to come back to Atlanta Dragway this year with our 40th annual uh, Southern Nationals. It will be the final, so we're, we've got some special special plans on the way for that one, and uh, we're really excited to, to get back with our friends and families um, in the Commerce in Atlanta, Georgia area, and uh, have a great event. We're speaking with Casey Kohler, the NHRA Vice President of Track Management and Operations here on Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, you just mentioned this will be the final year that you guys will be having this event at the at the Atlanta Dragway, so this will be a last opportunity for fans in the area to come check out an NHRA event. May I ask you, what was the circumstances or what was the consideration of NHRA to no longer go forward with having events at this track? And will there be somewhere else that you guys will be locally in the, in the Atlanta area that fans will be able to check out NHRA? Yeah, so no, absolutely. And this is it, it made with heavy consideration. So as we looked at Atlanta Dragway, you know, obviously celebrating the 40th anniversary there, we looked at the facility and sometimes the challenge with motorsports facilities, sometimes with urban sprawl, there's a lot of, uh, you know, as, as construction and, and residential starts to build around a facility, it makes it tougher and tougher to be able to operate our events, right? You know, there's a little bit of noise sometimes associated with drag racing and we just, the Southern Nationals happens to be one weekend out of probably close to, to 40 weekends out of the year that we're, we're drag racing. So as, as that Commerce uh, Georgia area continued to grow, that kind of made us make some some decisions as it related to the property. We knew that it was going to be a challenge to be able to fulfill kind of the racing uh, that we're so used to, to providing to our neighbors there. And so when we put it on the market, we hoped that it would have the, the possibility of being able to retain itself for a drag strip. But, you know, at the end of the day, it just didn't pan out that way. We'll use those resources. We also have two other racetracks that, that we own, one in, in Indianapolis, Indiana, Lucas Oil Raceway home of the U.S. Nationals, as well as down in Gainesville Raceway, uh, where we just completed the Gator Nationals a couple weeks ago. So we're, we're going to continue to reinvest in those properties and the sport of drag racing. As it relates to Georgia, the NHRA is extremely, that's an important state to us. We've got Silver Dollar Raceway there, as well as the folks down at South Georgia Motorsports Park, where they put on some really big drag races throughout the year. Those are both NHRA facilities. We're continuing to have discussions with both existing or even potential drag strips in the both in the South Georgia market, Central Georgia market, and, and even over in, in South Carolina as well about some opportunities there. So, you know, NHRA drag racing will continue to, to, to thrive in Georgia. We, we think that we'll probably potentially have a bigger footprint there. Although this racetrack's, you know, going away, but over the next couple of years, we think we're going to have a, a bigger footprint in that market. It's important for not only our professional racers, but really for, for our weekly racers, you know, our, our participants, be it somebody that is just coming off the street from a, uh, a test and tune perspective, kind of a Friday night, uh, take your car down the, down the drag strip or, or kind of our, our weekly bracket racers that, that we have throughout the the Georgia market. So um, we've got a couple of options and we're, we're excited about where those might lead. If our listeners here in the local Atlanta market and Atlanta area want to go check out anything going on at Atlanta Dragway over the next few months or so, where can they go to get tickets and information? Yeah, so, so a great starting point is atlantadragway.com where we have our full schedule. Obviously follow us on social across all the key channels. Uh, we certainly try to keep people up to speed, but we do. You're, you're absolutely right, Alfred. We've got a, a great schedule that we'll continue to run through this year. The, the Southern Nationals is by far not the last race on our, on our calendar. 
Um, we'll, we'll be running all the way through October. We've got a couple of highlights uh, as you look at our calendar. Um, at the end of June, we do our night of fire down there, which is kind of a, a long-standing tradition between jet cars and, and some really cool, everything from pro mods all the way down. So that event, uh, we're, we're excited about what, what the plans look like for that this year. And then in September, we have a streetcar takeover, which happens to be one of the, the most popular events, I would say, throughout the country. A lot of folks that uh, you know, might not be into professional drag racing, but like to bring their, their daily drivers, something that they've, they've kind of souped up. Streetcar takeover will be with us at the end of September. Uh, and all those details are on Atlanta Dragway. But yeah, we've, we've, got a, we've got a full schedule, a lot of activity. So even if you're not able to make it out in the 1st of May, um, there's plenty of opportunities to come out and see drag racing in various forms throughout the year. Casey Kohler, the NHRA Vice President of Track Management and Operations. Casey, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio as we get, uh, we're about a month away from Southern Nationals, the 40th anniversary edition returning to Historic Atlanta Dragway. And hopefully we'll talk to you again down the road and uh, keep up with what's going on there at that historic track. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Thanks, Alfred. Thank you for your listeners, and we look forward to seeing everybody here in a couple of weeks uh, at Atlanta Driveway. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, race fans, we're about to wind up this edition of Southern Race Week Radio and Podcast. Thanks to Ken Reagan. And Alfred, congratulations on getting Ted Austed out of uh, uh, the task of having to clean up all the restrooms out of Atlanta Motor Speedway after the big race this past weekend for the uh, Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. I'm sure he appreciated that. Yeah, he really did. He looked uh, in good uh, spirits as well. So uh, thanks, Ted, for joining us. And also thanks to NHRA's Vice President of Track Management and Operations, Casey Kohler, uh, for coming on to talk about the NHRA event coming up here at the end of the month of April going into May for the 40th anniversary of the Southern Nationals, which will also be the final year that NHRA will be at the Atlanta Dragway. So make sure you get final those and, year. Yeah, so make sure you get those tickets and head on out there for uh, some history that will be made for the final year of NHRA at Atlanta Dragway, William. Quickly, before we get out of here and you break down all of our social media, uh, next week on the program, we're going to be speaking with uh, one of the reporters for the Cars Tour Series. Jacqueline Drake, she'll be joining us to talk about what's going on in the Cars Tour Series. And also, apparently, she's going to be getting back behind the wheel of a car herself. Uh, she's been out of the car for a couple of years, so she's going to get back behind the wheel, and we'll talk about that with her uh, next week here on the program, William. And also, uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to catch up with the uh, American Flat Track Series that's going to be coming to Atlanta Motor Speedway. Talking about racing at Bristol this weekend on the Dirt Race in Action. Well, the American Flat Track Series, along with a lot of other dirt stuff, is coming up to Atlanta over the next couple of months. Until next week, thanks to Food Depot Grocery Stores, I, William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and Alfie still have a great way to communicate to you every week in and week out. Southern Race Week radio show, Southern Race Week podcast. Until next week, I'm William Barber. I'm Alfie. We'll see y'all at a racetrack near you.